0: You're listening to Episode 1 of the Admissions Dissected Podcast, The Basics.
1: Hi guys, I'm Omar. I'm a fourth year medical student.
0: Hi, and I'm Sean. I'm also a fourth-year medical student, and we are the co-hosts of the Admissions Dissected podcast. This is a podcast where we're aiming to help you guys learn about the ins and outs of applying to medical school.
1: And this podcast is, you know, for anyone in the process. It can be freshmen in high school, college, or even non-traditional applicants. And what I want you guys to do is kind of just kick back and relax, just Just listen to what we have to say and kind of soak up uh, the pieces of wisdom that we're going to spit out.
0: (laughs) So don't take notes. Put it on on your long car, road, car drive, or your road trip, or your walk to class, whatever it is.
1: And we're going to be talking specifically about our uh, experience applying um, as medical students as well as our experience in the admissions process. Between Sean and I, we both have sat on the admissions committee or uh, either interviewed applicants or um, actually reviewed lots of uh, applications.
0: Right. So between the two of us, we have a lot of experience with the process, and we hope to pass that on to you guys that are listening.
1: So, Sean, one of the reasons I think we're doing this is – you know, as pre-meds in college, I saw, you know, both you and I and a lot of other pre-meds kind of struggle trying to collect and understand the basics and what we need to get done. You know, there's a lot of SDNs and a lot of pre-med meetings, and <laughs> it was a really confusing process, but luckily we had great resources and we kind of stuck it together. But the point of this podcast is just that, you know, we have like a central hub for understanding what it takes to get into medical school and really I don't know, Sean, like kind of explain what Yeah, so
0: neither of us have any family that are physicians. Um, we kind of figured things out as we were going along, which I think was the most difficult part of the process, along with like taking the MCAT and all of those things, was just figuring out what we even had to do. And like you were saying, we had a lot of different mentors that we talked to. We had a lot of fourth-year uh, college students that had just gotten into med school that we would bug all the time. We talked to a lot of different advisors, and then between like our friend group, we would talk to each other about things that we learned, um, but there was no real central uh, thing that we could look to, yeah, exactly. no guide. And we want this podcast to be the guide for you guys that you can use to, to learn how to get into medical school. And so, kind of shortly, we want to introduce what the options are even are for medical school.
1: Yeah, so there are basically two options if you want to become a physician in America. It's either MD or DO school. And then you can also go through the international route.
0: And so an MD literally stands for medical doctor. A DO stands for a doctor of osteopathy. These are both. uh, So traditionally people think of MDs when they think of doctors, but DOs are now starting with this year also applying into the same residency match. Um, So effectively there's really no difference at this point. Um, Besides some of the things that we'll talk about uh, in later episodes, expanding on the difference between uh, MDs and DOs.
1: Because I can talk about this stuff for days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, we would recommend if you're going to apply to medical school and want to practice in America, the quick, the short, quick notes would be apply to MD and DO schools.
1: And Caribbean or international schools should be your last option as a American citizen or someone living in, if you want to go to an American or practice in America, Um, Those should be your very last options because it's quite difficult getting a spot here.
0: Right. And we'll go into more of the detail about why that is. But between the extra costs and the extra risk that you're taking on along with the difficulty in matching, um, we really don't think it's a great option. But it is an option that a lot of people use um, and we would just recommend it be your last option. And so, Omar, what are are even the requirements to apply to one of those MD or DO schools? All right. The bare bones. I'm excited.
1: (laughs) So the basic requirements is that you need to have graduated from uh, a college having a bachelor's degree, and you have to have taken uh, certain pre-med requirements. And those requirements actually vary per school, but there's a certain amount that are common within all the schools, like at least least a a year of math, a year of biology, et cetera. And you also need to take the MCAT. Um, Sean, what is the MCAT?
0: So the MCAT, the MCAT, stands for the Medical College's Admissions Test. And so it's now an eight-hour test. The scoring has changed since when we took it. It was only four, four hours, I think, when we took yeah. it. It's now a seven-hour test with a one-hour break. Um, and it covers a couple different sections, and we go into more about the MCAT later on. Um, but basically, so if you want to apply to medical school, like Omar said, you need to have gone to college, get a bachelor's degree take the pre-med requirements and like omar's mentioning it's like a year of biology a year of math a year of chemistry a year of physics a year of english a year of english which you should be doing anyways all as part of your gen ed and then um also now uh, i believe a year of psych and soc Mm -hmm. Um, and also take the mcat and uh I, i remember you can also take the mcat after you've applied before schools get your um application but that's kind of a i wouldn't really recommend it because your score will definitely influence where you apply
1: yeah, you're kind of in a limbo because it's like very ambiguous right you now so
0: and we'll talk more about the mcat as well in further episodes um and oh, one thing we forgot to mention about the mcat the section breakdown so there's four sections there's the biology section which uh, and then there's the chemistry physics section the verbal reasoning section, which is like the reading section of the SATs. Boo. <laughs> and then the psych so- psych sociology uh, section. Which one's the CARS? CARS is the verbal section. Uh, so that's just uh, critical analysis and reading skills mm-hmm. is what CARS stands for. Um, and so to prep for those, it makes sense to take all those premium requirements, which are really helping you study for the MCAT.
1: Now, we have an episode covering each of one of these uh, topics we discussed, so we'll be talking about the MCATs quite in depth on the MCAT episode, but these are just the basic requirements.
0: Right, so we just wanted to kind of give you an intro into what you have to do to even get ready to apply to medical school. All right, and with that, uh, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. See you guys. If you like what we're doing and want to support us, follow us on our Patreon. We're doing this podcast on our own without any support from any institutions and would deeply appreciate any support. Our Patreon supporters get access to extra episodes, extra content, Q&A sessions with us, and the opportunity for you to have us review your application and receive personalized feedback. I know Omar would love to give a lot of feedback.
1: I'd love to see your feedback, guys, or your applications.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can follow us on our Patreon at Admissions Dissected.
1: All right. Welcome back, guys. So just to cover up what we were talking about initially is that, in summary, the basics to getting into medical school is you need to have gone to or get had a bachelor's degree as well as taking the MCATs and meeting the pre-med requirements that are stated by different schools.
0: All right. And what's the actual application process, Omar?
1: So the application process, you know, comes into this kind of like uh, common app, but for medical school. It's called uh, AMCAS, and it's through the AAMC, which is the American um,
0: Association the of Medical, medical Colleges. Colleges. Yes. Lots of acronyms we are going to be going over.
1: <laughs> I and mean, if you're going to medicine, your whole career is going to be acronyms. <laughs> um, but basically, it's just like a central database for medical school app, um Uh, admissions committee to see, you know, your transcripts, your extracurriculars, your personal statement, your letters of recommendations, and as well as your secondary statements. So you put all those into the application and you send it off to each school and it gives you an option to which school you want to send it to. And there's a receiving end on our side where we see all this information, including the letters of recommendations, which you don't get to see, um, but we do.
0: Right. You sign away your right to see your letters of recommendation. Yes. Um, so we're going to talk about all these things, and again, in more detail in the further episodes, um, but just to go over a little bit about what the process is like. So for the transcript, um, you actually have to manually type in the exact course name, the grade, all that, all that stuff for every single course you took in college. Um, and then that has to be verified yeah, after you submit. You,
1: you can't fudge numbers, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, you're you're you can't change an A minus to an A. They'll catch it. Um, so that process takes just like time to sit down and look at your transcript and copy and paste or manually type in the course name, the exact grade you took, like uh, grade you got, and uh, the semester you took it in. Um, so it's like just a time consuming thing. That's pretty straightforward. Your list of extracurriculars is basically going to be uh, an expanded upon uh, CV or resume. Mm-hmm. So you take everything you'd ever did in college um, or after college, if you're applying as a non-traditional applicant and expand upon it. Um, and you get three extracurricular things that you can talk more about. Well, with like an extra paragraph yeah, or two.
1: So you have like three options or three you have the option of listing three um, items as your most significant thing, yeah. and kind of expanding on that. Right. Um, so and, you can it sh- yeah, it should be glorified. I think like, um, and we should we will also have a specific episode talking about extracurriculars because this is either this is what makes imp- or breaks a lot of applications. Right. So there's or
0: like or. the the raw numbers, which is your GPA and your MCAT score, which kind of might get you the interview, and then your extracurriculars are what really sells yourself in the interview. Is what sells yourself on the school and why you're a good fit for them. Um, And then your personal statement, Um, this is something that I think a lot of pre-meds stress over and we certainly stressed over. Um, And as Omar can tell you, it ends up not meaning. It doesn't really mean
1: much, (laughs) believe it or not. So, you know, I will tell you that one of the deans I've interacted with uh, at different schools have told me that personal statements should be like gray. You know, like most, almost all of them at the end of the day come down to basically the same thing. And when we read personal statements, we're just making sure that it's not something extraordinary, as in something like bizarre. You know, we had someone <laughs> write a personal statement where it was just like bullet points. And it was just kind of, I was like, what the heck is going on? So it's just more of just uh, make sure that you're basically a normal human being. But at the end of the day, I've never seen a personal statement either make or break someone's application. Right.
0: So it can hurt you if you write something that's bizarre or terrible. Um, but it won't it won't be the thing that gets you into medical school. Um, there are a lot of
1: great writers out there, and so many people have great stories behind their right. you know uh, impetus to pursue medicine.
0: And for your letters of wreck, um about three to six, I think, is what we'd recommend for you to shoot for, and we go into a lot more detail in a further future episode about the letters of Rec. Um, so listen to that one. And then for the secondaries for each school, this is kind of the part where as a student, you're like (laughs) strapped for cash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that the actual application costs one fee, every additional school costs a little bit more. And then so once you send out this common application, if a school wants further information from you and all schools do, because this is one way for them to recoup the costs of the admissions process, what do they send you, Omar? (laughs)
1: So they send you two secondary questions, um, and it's basically uh, usually an ethical question and then a question about why do you want to go to that school specifically. And it's usually 300 to 400 words. So it's not really uh, an expansive essay, but it's just kind of quick paragraphs. And they cost roughly from anywhere from $30 to, what were you saying?
0: I, at the highest I paid was 120 <laughs> Yeah, so it's another could,
1: cash cow for schools, to be honest. Um,
0: yeah, they can be expensive. And uh, one of the other reasons why schools do this beyond just um, more work for the applications process and showing you're dedicated to the process is to see if you're interested specifically in that school, um, if you'd be willing to spend the time to write an extra essay specifically for that school send it back in so to really confirm your interest in case they do send you an interview invite. And one of the mistakes, we'll talk more about this later, but one of the mistakes that uh, people make that you really don't want to make regarding this that we wanted to point out was uh, if you're applying to uh, school X and you put school Y's name in the essay, that's a big red flag, it Omar. Happens. It happens quite a lot. <laughs> Omar, I didn't think this ever happened. How often did you see this?
1: Um, I'll say maybe... I often mean, enough. Yeah, often enough. But, I mean, and also with secondaries, it doesn't make or break your um, application, but it's just more of a way for the school to confirm that you're genuinely interested in the school and you're not a waste of an interview invite.
0: Yeah, and I don't even know how much weight this held, but when I was applying, I had one school um, that I really wanted to go to, and I mentioned that in my personal, in my uh, secondary statement, my secondary for that school, excuse me, the essay, that it was my top choice and that I was really interested in going there. Um, I don't know how much that counts for, but if you do have one school, don't do this for multiple schools, but if you have one school um, that you are super committed to if you get or fortunate enough to get accepted to, I don't think that that's a bad idea.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so we we covered quite a, a variety of topics about um, what you actually need to do to apply to medical school and what the process is like, but basically, like we said, the bare minimum, the bare bones that you absolutely need it's a bachelor's to take the MCAT. You need the MCAS app covering all the different things that we did, uh, that we discussed. And so next episode, we'll be talking about extracurriculars and you a couple sees, other baby. things <laughs> in more detail. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. And uh, we'll be back with the next episode.
1: If you like what we're doing and enjoy the podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share with your friends and colleagues. You can follow me on Twitter at Omar underscore dissecting or at admissionsdissected.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for your support. Thank you, guys.